Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Be sure to check out our merch store, too, on thefinside.threadless.com. The Dolphins come back home to face the Chicago Bears Sunday at noon Central Time. We have a special guest on the show with us tonight. He's actually a very good friend of mine. He's my go-to person for all my Chicago Bears news, as well as our Bears correspondent for mock drafts and when the Dolphins play the Bears throughout the year. Bob Witt is joining us. And so, Bob, we're friends every week except for this one during the year. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, uh, but uh, I usually say I'm doing good, my friend, but I don't know if I want to do that right now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, Bob, the Bears are 3-1. First place in the NFC North. Easily could be 4-0, but we won't bring up that first game. Coming off a bye week, before the bye, they rolled the Bucks 48-10. to Now, before this game, before the Bucks game, Mitchell Trubisky was really regarded as kind of an Achilles heel. It was off to a slow start in the first quarter of the year. Then responds with a six-touchdown performance against Tampa Bay. What is the feeling in Chicago right now about Mitchell Trubisky? Well, I was just as shocked as you were with that six TD performance uh, two weeks ago, Big Dad. And uh, the feeling around Chicago is we don't really know what we're going to get out of him. I mean, this is the first time he's ever done anything like that. So we really don't know what we're going to get out of him. Yeah, and, you know, looking at the looking at Trubisky and what he did, so two touchdowns and three interceptions in the first three weeks, six touchdowns last week. It'll be interesting because it depends. He's a young quarterback, so he's kind of at the crossroads of his career right now. At the running back spot, Tariq Cohen has a breakout game, too. It it was maddening even as a Dolphins fan to watch Cohen and not see him be a factor in the passing game for so long, even going back into last year. Last week he had seven catches for 120 yards. He has a good one-two platoon with Jordan Howard there. What is your – how do you feel like, the carries are going to be split up at running back for Chicago. Well, Big Hit, uh, Cohen and Howard have become a solid tandem together. Instead of just using Howard to run with, and Cohen's really catch most of the passes out of the backfield, they've become more of a tandem where they're doing both. Both of them are doing both things, so they've become better together. But Cohen is the big play guy so far this year out of the backfield and has been averaging 5.1 yards per carry whereas Howard's only been averaging about 3.2. And Cohen has 14 catches, and Howard has 10. Each have scored a touchdown, Howard running, Cohen catching it. Yeah, it, that's what it looked like when I was watching the Bears game last week. It seems like the more that they were getting him more into the passing game, it was starting to look like it was creating some more one-on-one matchups on the outside against the Bucks defense. One thing I didn't really expect all that much from Chicago, you know, we talked a lot about the offensive line before the year off, offline, and 
the tackle spots, Charles Leno and Bobby Massey and left guard Eric Cush, he was really an unknown too. He may not play in this game. And then the rest of their offensive line with uh, Kai Long and I'm drawing a blank on the center. But Whitehair. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Duh, Cody Whitehair, who's, who's been actually a fantastic player for them. But the offensive line for the Bears has looked fantastic so far. In fact, look, watching the Bucks game, it, they couldn't get a hand on Trubisky. Yeah, so, well, they had their leader back. Kyle Long's back. He he missed the rest of the season last year. I think he missed the last six games with a bunch of different injuries. I think he had two surgeries in the offseason. He's back. He had a shoulder, and I think it was a knee. And he's been really good, and he's the leader of that offensive line, let's face it. I mean, he's he's probably one of the best guards in football when he's healthy. He is, and, and it's been – He's had some injury problems, but when he's in there, he can really play. And that doesn't even factor in James Daniels, who is their second-round pick out of Iowa. He may be seasoning him a little bit, but he has gotten on the field a little bit too. So it's quite possible he suits up at left guard for the Bears here in this matchup and makes his first career start. But Did we, you see them sign Brian Witzman from Kansas City too? Yeah, they, they, they did. Do you think he's going to contribute too? I think he's just there for depth. I I don't know. He might start at guard though uh, with Cush. I don't know if Cush is really a guard. You know what I mean? He's played center most of his career. Yeah, maybe, he has. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't know. Yeah, maybe. You know, the offensive line overall Kansas has looked City. good, but but let's move along to the defensive side of the ball here. Obviously, Khalil Mack, the Bears trade two first round picks for him. I don't know what the hell the Raiders were thinking. I don't care if they got two first-round picks, but what an impact he's had by far this year in the NFL, the defensive Unreal. player of the year. What can you tell us about the impact that he's made? Well, he turned the top ten defense into a top five defense for sure, and I think it's two or three best in the league right now. He's forced a fumble in every game that the Chicago has played in so far this year. He has five sacks and an interception and has re has returned a fumble for a touchdown. The guy's been hands down, flat out, a beast all year. And opposite him, too, you know, it, my thought for the Dolphins is if they can somehow find a way to slow down, stop, whatever you want to say with Khalil Mack, opposite him, Leonard Floyd, I don't believe he has a sack this year. So the pass rush opposite him at that outside linebacker position, I know Aaron Lynch has two, but if the Dolphins or any team is able to shut down Khalil Mack, where do you see the, that pass rush coming from? Akeem Hicks up the middle has been solid. He's got two so far this year, and he's, he's, a, he's a horse too. He's just tough to deal with. He definitely takes some of the double teams away from Mack because they do sometimes double team him on running plays especially. He's he's been really good. He was good last year for them as well, and he continues to be a force up front. In Chicago, their defense is far better than their offense. I mean, who, we can't be joking around here. I mean, that's just the simple truth. It's way better. I mean, I know Mitchell Trubisky is coming off a six TD performance, but I think that's where the game is going to come down to is if Miami can move the ball. They're going to have to run the ball too for sure and use some play action and maybe get Tannehill moving outside of the pocket. And that's that's no easy task either. The Bears' overall defense is second in the league right now. Against the pass, they're ninth. Against the rush, they're number one. And they're allowing 2.9 yards a carry to opposing running backs. So a lot of good stuff going on there. Bob, I think one thing Dolphins fans want to know too is a, a player that I wanted there at 11, 
was Roquan Smith. I'm very happy with Minka Fitzpatrick. How is Roquan doing so far? I understand he was a little bit – he had a holdout in camp, but he was, he was a little bit late. But it looks like he's gained that starting job right now. Yes. Well, the two inside linebackers, Trevathan and Roquan Smith, both have both been really good. Roquan Smith was kind of feeling it out in the game against Green Bay. I, I don't think he was really in game shape either yet because he held out the whole preseason. So I don't think he was really in game shape. But now he's in shape and he's looked really good. Had, I believe he had eight tackles in the last game against Tampa. And he covers a lot of ground too, and that's something that – He's very quick. Yeah, and that's that's what I really wanted for the Dolphins middle linebacker. But again – Minka has, has done a fantastic job for the Dolphins in his own right. So not a lot of holes in this defense here, too. I know you're in love with their secondary as well in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Kyle Fuller's turned the corner. He's he's really looking good. I mean, he, he, does, he doesn't really uh, have great hands, but, I mean, he covers your top guy. He's probably going to get stills this week. He's going to cover him. He's going to make it really tough. He's going to be eating, eating his lunch all day long. He's going to be right in his face. It's going to be tough. And then when you get that pass rush going, too, you know, I mean, it's really tough. To get, you got to get the ball out quick. And then Eddie Jackson's got two interceptions this year, too, and he's been a stud from Alabama in the, in the secondary safety. He's been very good all year. Prince of Mukamura's hurt, but he's day-to-day. I think he's going to play this week. He had a hamstring at the other corner spot. And Adrian yeah, Amos is just solid at the other yeah. safety spot. Right, and, and if he does in a Mookamore, I, I would imagine Bryce Callahan's going to take his spot yeah, there. Yeah, depth. Yeah, it looks like Sherrick McManus, I believe, will, yep. will see some action, action too. Kevin Tolliver, who I, I was very surprised wasn't drafted at LSU, also got on Can the I say one line. thing about McManus, uh, Kat, real yeah. quick, about Sherrick McManus? Sherrick McManus has turned the corner this year, and I'm seeing – I mean, he was always a good special teams player, but Sherrick McManus is starting to play some defense he's starting to cover people he had an interception two weeks ago he's been really good and he can really he likes to hit you know he likes to get in your face he's a really physical guy in the secondary that plays a lot of the nickel and dime situation stuff too when they're fully healthy he's been playing for Amukamura when Amukamura was hurt yeah I think Kenny Stills is probably going to draw that Kyle Fuller matchup receivers get moved around a lot but both teams are going to be trying to take advantage of those matchups. So, Bob, I'm going to ask you this now because starting Saturday or Sunday, I'm not going to want to talk to you, even though we talk about football all weekend usually. So what do you think the Bears need to do to, to win against the Dolphins this week? Uh, I think they need to keep playing the defense they've been playing, keep forcing turnovers and takeaways like they've been doing. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I think that they can definitely get a few takeaways or turnovers this week for sure. And then um, run the football and try to keep Trubisky with that high completion percentage from making any mistakes and, you know, just play it a little safer. And I think they can come out of Miami with a win. So what is your prediction? What's your score looking into, into the crystal ball? I have ball? Uh, Chicago 23-17 to 17 over Miami this week. So, Bob, if we can turn the tables around just a little bit, and put us on the spot and put me on the spot first is what questions you think Bears fans have for Dolphins fans? I, I know Miami has a good defense. I think it's kind of going to be one of them old school slugfest games. What do you guys think about that? When I look at the Bears defense, I, I see a unit that is good in all phases. They can force turnovers. They can pressure the quarterback. They can stop the run. And against the pass, I mean, they've only allowed – barely over a thousand yards in, in four games they're more stout than the dolphins are 
the Dolphins tend to let up a lot of yards, but they also, in their own right, do a good job pressuring the quarterback, even though if they don't have they don't have a lot of sacks. But they lead the league in interceptions, and it's not by coincidence because they've got some playmakers back there. They, you know, Kiko Alonso has made a lot of big plays. Minka's been fantastic. Rashad Jones is a big play always waiting to happen. Xavier Howard is a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback. I can't see a much better quarterback over the last 10 games than him. So it's not a coincidence there at that cornerback spot. So Trubisky's going to have to fight hard to find the holes in those defense. But if the Bears offensive line can keep Trubisky as clean or almost as clean as he did last, they or he did a couple weeks ago against the Bucks. It's going to be easier to find those windows. Do you think um, Tannehill is going to be able to move the ball against the the Bears defense, get the offense ready to go? I'll respond first. And, I'll respond first, and if Paul's there, I'll kick it to him after after this. Is my opinion is I don't think Ryan Tannehill can do much of anything right now with what I've seen the last two weeks. You know, I think he's been absolutely piss poor down to the very last detail. He's not seeing open receivers. He's throwing it deep when he should be throwing it short. He's throwing it short when he should be throwing it deep. This last week, the Dolphins may have scored 17 points, but ten of the, or three of them were because of the defense, and seven were because of Jakeem Grant. So the Dolphins really only put together seven points in offense last game. So we're hoping he turns it around, but until then, I'm not feeling too good about it. Paul, what are your thoughts? For me, it's – it's he can, but there's a couple of factors that have to play into it. For one, Tunsil has to play in this game. If Sam Young is in this game, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he actually whips people into Tannehill as opposed to trying to block them away from Tannehill at this point in his career. Outside of that, it, it's it's going to depend on if Adam Gase is calling his vanilla-ass game plan that he's called the last two weeks. I mean – you look at their wins earlier this year, and they called some exciting plays. They used every inch of the field, and they've gotten away from that in this game or in the past couple of games. So if they're able to do that, potentially, and the last factor, too, is going to be if the Bears are jamming the receivers at the line, one thing I've noticed with Tannehill in the last two games is most of his routes seem to be very timing-based with all these quick little receivers that he's got. So if you can disrupt that timing a little bit, Tannehill has not been adjusting well. Now, if you're letting the receivers get a free release and Tunsil plays, uh, he could he could very well have a great game here. But it, it it's really a couple of factors that are outside of his control as well as one that's in his control. Okay. Um, Good stuff. You think the Bears' defensive line is going to be a tough matchup for Miami's offensive line? I think <laughs> – Hate to say it again, but I, based on what I saw last week, I don't know if the Dolphins can block anybody on the interior very well right now. I mean, the matchup that scares me is Akeem Hicks going up against former Bear Ted Larson. Now, Larson hasn't yeah, been – Yeah, he's going to eat him for lunch. I saw that matchup too. Yeah, and, and Larson had a bad – well, he, he let up a few embarrassing plays against Geno Atkins last week. Other than that – he he's been pretty good this year, and I'm not going to say those are two tough matchups in two weeks. Yeah, those are two tough matchups. So that that's one that scares me because if you pressure Tannehill from the interior, that's worse, and that that could be a big problem. On the outside, I'm not saying Juwan James is going to block Khalil Mack, but I will say that when 
the Dolphins played the Raiders last year, Juwan James did really well against Khalil Mack, and he tends to do well against speed rushers regardless of how good they are. So I'm not saying James is going to win that matchup, but it's going to hurt more if Akeem Hicks is getting that pressure. Sorry. I'll make it real simple for you, Bob. It's the Dolphins' offensive line, if they play like they have the last two weeks, especially in the fourth quarter last week, they couldn't block a Girl Scout troop if if they were sending a couple of folks. So, I mean, it, it's – the Bears have a pretty good defensive line, so it, it could get interesting here, especially if Laramie Tunzel's out. We are joined by our Bears correspondent, Bob Witt, and we're thankful for him to join us here tonight. On the Fin side, you're listening to Cat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Be sure to check out our merch store, too, on the finside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the fin side. Solo D, take us off. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about.